This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're here together. Look, I'm coming in with a real hot energy, I feel like. I uh, I don't know where this is coming from, but I feel like I'm speaking at a... I've had a, more Diet Coke than I'm used to at this hour, so maybe that's where that's coming from. Look, I hope you've, you're sitting still. I hope you've eliminated any distractions so you can focus. This is an important hour in your day, maybe the most important hour of your week. Please pay attention. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Our guest today is so funny and just fantastic. It's Tian Tran. Tian, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. I'm very honored to be here. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, well, I'm honored to have you here. And you're in your closet. I'm in my... I've spoken about this in my on previous... Well, last week's episode... I think I don't know what time means anymore. <laughs> I'm sitting in my my wet apart uh, wet office thing that is probably growing mold, and I'm bringing this energy to him that I don't understand. I, no, uh, it's, it's okay. I like mold is mold is a. I've dealt with a lot of mold. I actually dealt with mold this morning, so I understand where you're coming from. What mold were you dealing with? There, my um. Ensuite bathroom off our bedroom. Um, <laughs> we stopped using it because it was yellow and it was making me like genuinely, it was just making me sad. We're renting. And so <laughs> the yellowness of the bathroom reminded me of being at a hotel that was depressing. Mm-hmm. So we just stopped using it. And <laughs> over the months, if you stop using a toilet, I did not know this, but if you like really just like straight up stop using a toilet, the mold just takes over and it was what? growing out of the bowl, like onto the seat. Nature had taken her back. Yes. I would just like to, I would just like to clarify that the, I'm, I'm a very clean person, but we just let this one get out of control and mother nature did reclaim her. <laughs> How possible, how sad could this bathroom be for you to just completely shut it down? It's now a forbidden place. It's a, <laughs> like, re, think of like, like bile yellow. 
and there's there are no windows. Oh. Like it's it was it's one of those bathrooms. That's a that really is a playground for mold. Yeah. What, what are you do? How are you dealing with your wet room situation? Oh my god! I have no idea. I I don't know what to do because you know it rained uh, like last week or whatever nonstop. And this is my back office, and I had been out of town, so I hadn't been back here. And just by happen happenstance, is that the word we're looking for? I feel like I struggle works, with that word a lot. Works for me. My boyfriend came back here. Just He had no business being back here, but thank <laughs> God he did. He comes back, and it's just full of water. So we no. you know, spent the day mopping and bailing water, all this. And now... I've never had to deal with this before, so it's like, who do you turn to? And I'm talking to the insurance company. They're probably going to deny my claim. Who, no, no one who do really you seems turn to, to? I don't. I think there are often times where I just think maybe we just turn this into kind of your bathroom situation and just, <laughs> you know, shut it down, shut it seal down. the door, and just let mold take it. Yeah. I don't know. Just let I, the earth reclaim it. It's about <laughs> time. Just let, just let her have it. I'm ready for the earth to reclaim me. I uh, just take me away, cover me in moss and stones, and I'll, I won't have to worry about this flooding situation anymore. Why not? I'm just picturing you now, like painted like um, PETA from the Hunger Games, just like your face <laughs> peeking out from the rocks. <laughs> I wish I'd become Grandmother Willow or something. Um, have you ever dealt with flooding or anything? Yes. And it's funny that you asked that because I hadn't before until this past year and I had flown to visit my parents and it was like my first night back before a job. And I was just stopping in my parents. They live in San Diego, California. And my mom comes rushing into my room at three in the morning and is like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. And they're babysitting my sister's cat at the time. And so my mom is like, Nori, Nori just woke me up and is freaking out. And I run downstairs and the bathroom in the first floor office has flooded. Oh and my God. Because the pressure was too high for the bathroom and the toilet, you know, the like little drain that connects the water to the toilet bowl. It had right, fallen right. off and was just like. Just like hissing around, just hissing around, filling it. And it's like my mom and I at three in the morning bailing out the bathroom like a sinking canoe, like a true cartoon. Like (laughs) it's the worst. It's the worst. Wait, so what did what did they do with their situation? I mean, we just thankfully it was mostly bathroom and only like a little bit of the office. I think the water is probably still underneath there growing something weird, but we're just going to ignore it. And if there's like not an immediate health impact, I think that's fine. <laughs> okay. That seems like a decent that, game plan. That good, right? I like, feel like I don't, I, I don't know what to do. We have people come over and they have like one of these little laser guns. They shoot at the wall and say it's wet. I'm like, of course it's wet. Of course. I mean, I had a car flood in 2010 <gasps> uh, from LA rain and I you're not it equipped up. for LA rain. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I truly have to. I today. I was thinking. I truly should just move to uh, Death Valley or something. <laughs> I just need to go somewhere where it is impossibly dry, because I just keep running into these situations. And I obviously have learned nothing from the car thing. That thing. I just drove to like a local gas station and sucked all of the water out with their vacuum. Probably destroyed uh, 
a gas station's vacuum in mid-city Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> and then the car just kind of smelled like a terrarium for the rest of its days. How long did you drive it for? At least another six years. You know, I bet that experience, though, did have your body acclimate to the potential mold that you're experiencing right. now. So <laughs> think I'm about kind of that. a fungus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> container at this point. My lungs are probably just covered in all sorts of moss. And it's working. Mold. It's working for me. Things get better and better. And I have no complaints. What's going on in your life, Tian? Enough about me and my water curse. Ugh. You know, just I, I'm in the Midwest right now. What are you doing in the Midwest? Uh, my partner is a professor. So like I, I live with her. I don't know why that's so weird to say. <laughs> Shocking information. <laughs> Newsflash, live with my partner. <laughs> and yeah, so like when I'm not working in L.A. or wherever, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. And oh, so that's just, lovely. Like, it's really nice. Can you say where in the Midwest? I'm Champagne. Oh, okay. have you heard of her? Uh, I have heard of her. Yeah, Champagne Urbana. Um, are you uh, like how many? How long have you been there since you were working? Because you were on How I Met Your Father in the yes. fall. That yeah, that shot in the fall, and that that is coming out in a couple weeks, which is very exciting. So exciting. Um, and we've been here for like two and a half, three years now. Okay. It's so wow. nice. It's so nice. Did you two meet in LA? No, we met in Chicago. Okay. I was okay. a Chicago I was a Chicago person for for a very long time. Right. Um uh for like 10 years. I honestly have not spent that much time in LA. Yeah, I kind of just I think because of, you know, stand up and your work in TV and stuff, I just kind of assumed you were in LA, but this is such a shocking revelation. I'm a Midwest gal. You're a total Big Midwest time. Gal. I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, which there is like go. technically the Midwest as well. Now, is there an Erie, Indiana? Yes. And when people mix it up, like <laughs> Erie, Indiana, I think is spelled E-E-R-I-E and it has okay. a TV show. Right. And when people are like, you're from Erie, Indiana, right? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I won't correct you. I'll just let that <laughs> No, I smell, I smell a reboot with you in Erie, Pennsylvania. What was that show like? Very scary. Did you ever see any of it? No. It was like, it was for kids, but it was kind of like, I think it was like Goosebumps adjacent. That was okay. like weird things going on, but only the kids knew about it. All I remember was an episode where there were like neighbor kids who were stored in giant Tupperware containers. <laughs> It feels like we're not scaring kids enough with shows like that anymore. I know. I think that there needs to be more just pure horror in the life of children. I think so, too. Not what not this reality that they're living, just even something scary. <laughs> right. We need them to we need to like adjust the scales where reality is no longer pure horror. But the things we're watching on television are scary. Were you scared by the Tupperware story? I remember being it was one of these shows that we would go to my grandparents' house and it would just be like on TV and just made me feel unsettled while we were bored at grandma's house. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yes, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Did you watch any scary stuff as a kid? I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. Like, tr mm. truly, I, I don't like to be scared at all. 
period. <laughs> Don't like I've been invited to not to brag, but I have been invited to some of those scary mazes and I <laughs> <laughs> huge brag. <laughs> Don't mean to make anyone jealous, but I've had I've been invited and friends want me to come to things. Friends friends want me to come to be scared and <laughs> I I refuse to go. I don't like it. I think I've only seen maybe one scary movie in theaters. Which movie was that? It was Get Out. It's a pretty scary movie. It was very scary, but I felt like culturally I needed to watch it. Yeah, and it also wasn't just like just for scares. It like yes. you, you had a bigger thing going on and it was, you know, art and this kind yes. of thing. So you felt like being part of the conversation. I love art. Uh <laughs> Do you do you like being scared? Um, I thought you were going to ask if I liked art, and I was going to oh, say, do you flat out no? Despise art. Yeah. Uh, the arts should be destroyed. Mm. Um, but as far as being scared, I l- well, actually, I used to love being scared. I used to love horror movies. I used to love going to haunted houses. You know, like the mazes and whatever. I used to love playing scary video games. Sick stuff. I can't. I, I'm. 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 Uh, it's. My strength in that area has weakened. Scary movies, I've got to be in the exact mood. Uh, scary video games, I almost can't do. And what's the other thing? The scary mazes, I'm kind of just bored at this point because it's kind of just weird high schoolers getting too close to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm over that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, something I have learned, and like like you're saying, like you don't like being scared, That that's... Something I learned with my boyfriend where I was like, just watch the scary movie with me. I don't see what the problem is. But for some people, it is just not an enjoyable activity in any way. No, because I for me, it's that I I know it's not rational to take away some of the things from the scary movies. But like if I were to have seen the kids being trapped in Tupperware when I was younger, (laughs) I would have thought about that for days. Like. (laughs) What about for decades like me? I've been haunted my entire life. <laughs> Clearly. All your food is just loose in the fridge. <laughs> just rotting. Speaking of mold. Um, yeah, so you are you don't like scary things. You've seen one scary movie. Yeah. I think that's fine. I mean, this goes into... I, I didn't realize there was the term for a lot of these things, benign masochism. Have you heard of this? No. Which is basically... Uh, I read about it a few... Well, a couple years ago. But it basically describes like why people enjoy eating spicy food or watching scary things or bungee jumping or whatever, where it like makes you feel like you're in danger, but you're uh, not. Okay. See, well, and, these are people that are living their lives. I just like to <laughs> <laughs> I just like to not test the limits at all and just hope I float through <laughs> in a sort of like soft numbness, you know? You just like a straight up benign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just benign. <laughs> benign benignness <laughs> do you like anything yeah do you like spicy foods or bitter foods or no, uh, why I, am i only describing flavors at this point <laughs> um if you're asking me if i do like to live a little i i do i i mean like i'm a i'm a spicy food fan okay do you like a hot sauce i love a frank's red oh i i had some frank's red i'm not kidding not two hours ago on what well, this is the problem. I put it on cottage cheese and it didn't taste that good. Have you done that before? I, lo- I love cottage cheese. 
uh, well documented on this podcast. Um, and I'll put uh, other hot sauces on. So I thought, why not this? And it didn't work. Have you tried it? No, I have not tried that. But it, I, I haven't eaten a lot of cottage cheese in my life. <laughs> I highly recommend. I mean, I've heard great things. Speaking of, again, benign, it's benign. probably the most benign snack you can eat. <laughs> Uh, but Frank's Red Hot is a fave and I would put that, put that on anything. I also do love a, a sambal, the chili garlic. Oh my God. The best. The best. I think Sriracha is way overhyped and I'm sure, um, your listeners would agree with me okay. and well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> I do. I think it's, I think it's delicious, but I think it needs to have like a, a quiet moment, like a, like step away from the limelight for a little bit and let other sauces shine. I think it, I think it's doing that. I think it had its moment from about, it really stole the spotlight from what do you, what would you say? 2010 to 2018? No, I, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree. And with that. now it's like kind of, now it feels like kind of the elder statesman of hot sauces. It's stepped back. Some new hot sauces are on the scene. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm really loving. There's this type of hot sauce at a it's more of a salsa that's black um at this taco place i go to in la that's uh almost like uh tastes like smoke or something i think it's i don't know what it is do you like it it's very dramatic i love it it's hot it's extremely spicy yeah i love that i love a tapatio love a tapatio only thing i don't do is tabasco do you like a tabasco no i don't like tabasco that one we've just got to give the boot to. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I never have. And sometimes when I see it, I'm like, I'll give her a shot. And then it always disappoints. <laughs> it sucks. It's it not sucks. a good hot sauce. No, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. My, my sauce of choice for everything is A1 steak sauce. Are oh, you I a- love an A1. But you're putting it on everything? Oh, it goes on everything. It is a good flavor. I guess I've just never tried. I've only ever had, you know. Have you only had it with steak? Yeah, I think so. And ha- I'm eating one steak every five years. Like, That's... when am I at a steakhouse? <laughs> when am I, like, grilling up a steak? But you're putting it on, like, vegetables. Yes, rice, do you, veggies. Uh, do you eat meat? Yes, I am. I am a, a big meat lover. Okay, so you're putting it you? on your chickens. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm very easy to go out to dinner with because I have, I, I will eat literally anything. I'm the Same. person that uh, no one needs to worry about. I really think that picky eaters are 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 the worst and <laughs> to hang out with them is my benign masochism. Like that's my, <laughs> my my shot in the arm is being around someone like that. Do you and your partner have pretty open palates as far as eating? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, why do you not have that? Oh my god, no. My boyfriend uh, uh has a very difficult time eating out of his comfort zone. Is it like a, a, a t- like he didn't grow up with it or like? Yeah, he grew up eating like hot dogs and chicken parm and hamburgers. And he like he had, he now has literally a podcast called Baby Mouth where the person comes on and introduces him. to. I mean, <laughs> I strongly encouraged it because I was like, maybe this will get him to eat new things. And it kind of blew up in my face because now I'll be like, you should try this. He's like, well, but I'd like to eat it on my podcast. So it's just <laughs> ruining. I cannot escape this. So just you count your blessings. created a monster. <laughs> now, do you two cook? A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big 
big time cooks in the kitchen. Do you like to eat out at all? I love I love to eat out. And in your area, is there good places to be eating? Sure. Three that I can name. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad if you've got three favorites. I mean, we've, we, found our, we found our faves and we return to it often. There's a beautiful, stunning barbecue place here that I love oh. so much. Slow smoked oh. and just delicious fall off the bone, like St. Louis style ribs. Oh, the dream. The dream. And then they smoke their chicken wings, too. And I absolutely love smoked chicken wings. Sometimes my partner gets a little freaked out about how horny I get for meat. Like, (laughs) (laughs) because like I I do. I love I love it. Um, And then there's like an amazing there's actually a very large like Chinese international student population here. So the Chinese food here is amazing. Oh, in Champaign, Illinois. Who That's crazy. Yeah. Who would have guessed? That's great. Yeah. So you've got a barbecue place, a Chinese place. And um, it would be wrong of me not to mention Papa Dell's, which is the deep dish pizza place here. Oh, I love. I think I've been to that place. Really? It's like kind of outside of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I went there uh, pre-pandemic. It's so Maybe good. Maybe 2019. Oh, it was phenomenal. Delicious. Are you the cook in your fam? No, neither of us cooks. I'm the baker. So what do you do? Then, uh, waste money. Uh, just eat out constantly. It's embarrassing. No, it's not. It's fine. It's immoral. No, no, no. I don't. I I don't support myself in this. I I think I'm constantly mad at myself that I'm not better at cooking. I am like I think there was. I mean, we were cooking so much dr- during the pandemic, or at least I was, that I got burnt out and then went the other way, where I was just eating out basically at least well one to two meals a day. But now I'm like I mean. You know, it's cold. I'm in the mood to, to make soup. You should. Do you make many soups? I'm a big soup maker. Um, I, I grew up with a lot of soup. So like Vietnamese cuisine is like... Oh my very, God, of course. Yeah, very soup forward. One of the most famous soups in the world. I think so. I think the best <laughs> soup in the world. There, I said it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, we're talking about pho. Yes, we are. We absolutely are. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite. I still don't know how to make it it seems complicated to me because it's like a very layered broth it's very layered my mom has taught tried to teach me like multiple times and i can never quite get it and i end up making just like hot beef water which is (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't sound so bad Um, yeah, yeah, I, I would be very intimidated trying to make a fuss soup because it's like you take a sip of it and it's like there are 10 different flavors I'm tasting right now. Yeah, you're tasting a whole nation, you know? Yeah. It's just a beautiful story about a whole group of people. Like, just, just it's stunning. It's uh, lovely. It's lovely. And other soups I've tried to make that are like, there are, you know, once you get into pho, then, then you can go into other types of soup. My other favorite is bun bo hui, which is like a pork, spicy pork based soup. Oh, that sounds nice. And again, I've tried to make it and end up with just like hot pig water. So like these, (laughs) I I, I don't know. You're just bathing farm animals, (laughs) just using the water. Sweat soup. I don't know. And my dear partner really sweetly is just like, slurping down this like <laughs> suggest like ghost of a soup and like 
Do you know what soup I, I want to get going? I think that needs to be trending more. It's a Thai soup called Tom Yum. Have you ever had Tom Yum? I love it. It's phenomenal. And I don't know why it's not more popular. It needs to be. It's so comforting and it's sour. It's spicy. It's got a little bit of everything. And I, had, I ate a lot of it years and years ago. And now that I'm cold, I'm getting it all the time. We need to get some more soups on the rotation here. I feel like, I don't know, LA's not a soup town. So I think that's part of the problem. I mean, it would be nice to have one store that just has, you know, one restaurant that is just to count on for soup. <laughs> I shouldn't, I don't want to like scour through menus looking for what soup do they have to offer. I want to see nothing but. Like you, so you want the equivalent of like a noodles and co. But, but like, for soup. But for soup. Right. I mean, New York I haven't been to this place in a long time in New York. It's called Hale and Hardy. Have you ever been there? No. It's entirely soups. I mean, the last time I ate there, it was good, but that was 12 years ago. It might be horrible now. I had soup. Uh, I had soup for lunch today. What soup? I had a orzo lemon chicken Oh my soup. God. I know. Have you heard those words together before? That sounds delicious. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay, I, I'm going to stop myself now. I feel like I'm just going to talk about soup for another hour. We've got, I have something else I need to talk to you about. Okay. Look, you agreed to be on this podcast. Uh, I can't even remember at this point, a month or so ago, and I was so excited. I thought, Tien's going to come on. We'll talk about soup endlessly. The podcast will end, and we'll move on with our lives. The listener will have a pleasant time. I'll have a nice time, and no feelings will be hurt. And so I was a little surprised. Um, you know, the podcast is called I Said No Gifts. And uh, recently I opened the front door and there was a box uh, addressed to me, which I kind of actually uncharacteristically just ripped into. Usually I'm a little bit more careful because you never know what's going to come to your house. But I thought maybe I forgot that I ordered something. I opened it up and stopped in my tracks when inside I saw... A little bag. Um, a little, what can only be described as a gift bag. It also has a little note attached to it, which I haven't read yet because, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I try to live life deliberately and carefully. And so I thought I'll read that when the time comes. And now I'm just going to ask you, is this a gift for me? I, I'm really sorry, but it is. It is. Okay. I said, um, I know you said not to. But I just. Right. So I'm just I, processing this, um, trying to just, you know, figure out how this fits into my life at this point. Um, do you want me to open it here on the podcast? I mean, I would. That would be a gift to me. OK, not, I'm not in the business of giving away gifts. OK. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. As a special little, you know, it is the new year. Uh, I'm trying to be better in all arenas. So maybe I'll I'll open this here. Yeah, please. I'll read this little note here first. It says, oh, it says, new year, new you. I know you've been a bit afraid to take the leap, but maybe this will help uh, ease you into the next stage of your life. You're going to you're going to look great. Uh, XOTN, and then it says again from TN Tren. I think that I was, know how, you know, yeah, like the, a, the messaging. We don't know how that works, but. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also 
this envelope. Should I open this as well before opening the gift? Not sure what that is. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like compromising photos of me or something. (laughs) Let's see here. This says, oh, it's again the message. Okay, good, Um, good, good, good. And then... I meant to do that. (laughs) I meant to say, I meant to... To gift it twice, the message twice. You bought this message just repeated over, over and, and over and, and, over, and over. over. Well, in that case, I'm going to read it. Again. Yes, please. New year, new you. I know you've been a bit afraid to take the leap, but maybe this will help ease you into the next stage of your life. You're going to look great. X O T N from T N Tran. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, it's time to open the gift. Yes, Let's, please. I'm so sorry. You know, I br- I'm so sorry, but I really needed to. I appreciate I think, the apology and. I, uh, you know, I feel like we had such a bonding with the soup that I'm willing to look past it. Think of this as like benign, nar- benign, I was going to say narcissism. <laughs> That's my entire podcast. <laughs> um, um, and then I thought you were going to say benign Marxism, which could be another thing. Which is another thing entirely that I wouldn't even be smart enough to talk about. <laughs> Neither of us has the intellect to dissect what that would mean. Um, okay, let's get into this. This is my little benign masochism moment. This is my hot sauce. This is my stumbling through a haunted maze. Okay, the gray <sighs> bag is opening. Get, really... We don't get this sound much on this podcast. We Ooh. usually get like tissue wrapping, but I kind of like this. Whatever. What kind of material is. is that? It's impossible to say. This feels like something that could like you could would probably withstand a plane crash. It's hard okay. to tell. Pack okay, that reaching. on your next trip. <laughs> Reaching in. Okay, now we've got a tissue. This is this company goes a little far with the wrapping. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever done that, and I've never seen this before. <laughs> Who wrapped this? What poor soul? I know. Okay. Tissue, tissue, tissue. Okay, another. Oh, oh my god! Because I know, I know it's, I know it's something that you have been playing around with <laughs> we've had multiple phone calls about yeah. this i'll call you in the middle of the night and i'll say tn do i need bangs yes and you've been i'll say you've been wishy-washy there have been times you've supported there have been times you've said it would ruin me uh which is not you know i would have appreciated a little bit more of a direct answer from you so this feels like the answer yeah, because I thought maybe like maybe we just needed to see it, you know, like <laughs> right. all our phone combos have been so hypothetical. And I I really think that I think you could pull them off or it might ruin you. It, but now <laughs> we have an opportunity to try and it won't be like a permanent. Right. Not a you permanent know, bang. A, not a permanent bang. Perma bang. Now, listener, what I've opened here is essentially a clip-on bangs. It's a, um, it's like a little piece of hair that could, which w- I will now. I've, uh, I didn't have self-view on Zoom until now. I have now uh, turned it on as a little mirror for myself. I'm going to apply, or at least attempt to apply these clip-on bangs. It's like a, a nice. Uh, what would you say? That's like a chestnut. Yeah. I'd really tried to match, but (laughs) (laughs) this feels the options like, oh, my God, God. God. this looks great. It's a total transformation. (laughs) I look like um, this. It almost gives you me the look of Parker Posey in 
uh, best in show. Wow. I'm getting an yes. angry dog owner oh my, look. We just need to give you braces. Right. Oh, my God. If someone gave me braces. Okay. It is Let's, such a strong fringe. <laughs> this is incredible. Look at this look. Look at you. I'm getting you. it behind the ear. Oh, my God. Look, you. I feel like the way you're even... Try, you, it feels so natural. Like you already know how to play with your own bangs, tucking it behind <laughs> your ears, like flipping your fingers through it just to fringe it up a little bit. You're a natural. Oh, it's kind oh of now just God, sitting on just my head. Incredible. I'm not even clipped in. And we're just in it. I mean, I look gorgeous. Look you at this. You look stunning. This is, this might be my new look. This, what if this just is some new transformation for me that people are like, well, that was before Bangs Bridger, but this is now post Bangs. This is a, a full on disguise for me. It is. It has a, there were a lot to choose from. Yeah. How did you like, what was the decision making process? I was like, really was thinking about your face shape. <laughs> because it's, it's so it's so important to me and <laughs> i wanted a very strong fringe not like <laughs> not so, any sort of like wispy art school bullshit like i wanted right. like, a, like very, a severe a severe blunt cut with some fringe on the like some face framing i could use some face framing right around your cheekbone uh, your beautiful cheekbones just to like <laughs> hit it right there to really focus and highlight it um but i know it's something that you wanted to try in the new year and you were nervous <laughs> I've been about begging it. you to just give me you know give me a sign give me an answer do i do bangs and now here we are and i think it's like could not be more clear what needs to happen <laughs> i mean i can't wait for people to see this um, you look absolutely stunning this is absolutely my look this, oh, I guess I'll oh, put it wow. behind my ears like that. It now looks like I've got absolutely, uh, I am <laughs> someone to not to not be trusted. Yes. I, I think transformations are supposed to make you look completely different. <laughs> this, uh, this is almost a Ramones look. I love that. Just depending on how it's sliding down my face. On a certain angle, you are giving a little like Johnny Depp, Char Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh my God. Yeah. Kind of a page boy. Like a page boy. Look at that. Oh my God. What if this is how I looked? What do you mean? What if? This is. <laughs> this is how I look. This is how I need you... to start owning it. Own it. Uh, uh, put a mask on. No one will ever know oh who my. I am. <laughs> They'll just think, who is this scary person walking around the neighborhood? Stunning person. <laughs> <laughs> is this real human hair? That I don't know. I, does it say? Um, or did it just come in a plastic bag with no? It, doesn't give, it gives very few details. You know, it gives like product number, basically. And okay. I will say, I guessed right, chestnut. It is a chestnut brown. Okay. So I'm getting better at identifying hair tones. I, I'm going to say it's not real hair. Yeah, real hair is very expensive. I mean, th but I will say this is the finest semi-wig I've ever owned. <laughs> I mean, this could go also go on my dog. Oh, my God. Of course, oh I'm going to put it on oh her. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll take pictures of the dog, me and the thing. I, I'm going to have a whole parade of photos of me. Oh, I can't wait. Um, 
Wow, this is fantastic. You don't have bangs. I, I, I don't, but I had them for, they were a very big part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Not just of your appearance, but your no, entire. No, no, no. <laughs> my whole being. Like. When was this? Through childhood. Like I had okay. the classic in grade school. I had the class. My mom gave me a haircut and I had the classic right. like straight across bangs and like bowl, longer bowl cut. I love that look. I loved it too. Um, and then in high school, my best friend taught me about a side part. Right. Huge, huge for me. So <laughs> I had I had the sweeping bangs, like the, okay. which was very popular. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar first had it. Um, Yo, the totally. sweep and the flip. Mm-hmm. So we I loved the, the flip. We we loved. I I woke up every morning before middle school and flipped my hair out, <laughs> and like. Oh, I tried so hard to be straight. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't we all? I know. Um, and then, you know, the the most difficult time I had with my bangs is when in senior year college, um, I just went to a Supercuts to get a trim on them, which was a was Supercuts is great, but. Not for bangs at the moment. At the time, the person that I was working with did not understand what I wanted and cut my sweeping bangs a little too short to the point where my sister, I have, I have three sisters and two of them are older than me. My older sister and I were fighting so often for some reason. And then years later, she was like, you know what? I think we were fighting because with those bangs, everything you said was annoying. (laughs) Oh, my God. She just couldn't look at you. She couldn't look at me. She couldn't look at me. How bad could they have possibly been? I don't, not bad enough for that. And who knows? They were probably affecting every relationship in your life. You have, and, and no one was brave enough to tell me. Well, they probably didn't realize what was going on. They probably just, you know, it's a subconscious thing. The bangs were getting to them on a subconscious level and they were making everyone hate you. I mean, that's why I'm friends with no one from college. Nobody likes me from college. <laughs> <laughs> Just burned now every bridge with those bangs. Now I know. How long did like how long did it take you to get them back to a normal length? Oh, I mean, for that particular cut, uh, probably probably a like a month like a month or two. Oh. So it was like a a month or two of. I guess sounding stupid because of my hair. <laughs> um, but now I, I like grew out. I grew out my bangs Fantastic. like a, cu- a couple years ago, and I feel like a new. I really. Do you feel free? I do feel free because bang maintenance, as you will learn, um, <laughs> eager is, to learn, eager to learn, is you need to take care of them. They're they're almost like a. It's like a pet on your head, you know, like you. <laughs> You have to brush it the right way and blow dry it the right way or else it won't lay right. It can ruin your whole day if it's not Uh done correctly. So, you know, something to think about. Do bangs require more like washing, more shampooing just because they're, you know, near the forehead, which is kind of a grease territory? You know, looking back, I probably could have benefited from more washing and uh, a little more shampoo use. I was into the like, don't shampoo your hair so much and just condition right. the ends. Um, but I would have to say, yes, I think I think just a little bit more care of cleanliness would have helped. 
So how help someone just... look at me with respect with my bangs. <laughs> Complete lack of respect. What what would you describe your personality like in college? What sort of person were you? Oh, I was. I, I definitely was the. I was a good student. I was. Kind, I'm a nerd. I was a pre med bio, biology kid. Oh my god. Genius um, then. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm handing this to you. Okay, fine. Fine, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm a genius. I'm a science <laughs> genius. Okay. Um, and I, I was a I was definitely like the partier. Like I par- I partied pretty hard. Like wanted to be a part of a sorority that didn't exist. I went to a school that didn't have sororities, but like uh we acted like we did and i mm-hmm. was very very much into like being a part of the sisterhood and going out and getting drunk and like you know trying to, f- to find love Bridger. right <laughs> what school did you go to i went to boston college oh that seems like an easy place to party yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you you def you you definitely don't stare into mirrors and have like an existential crisis at parties right. at all. <laughs> That's never happened to me. I've never stared into a mirror and gone, "What are you doing?" <laughs> How about you? My personality in college? Yes. Uh, I bet you could uh, survey every single person I went to college with, and they would have absolutely no memory of my existence. <laughs> I uh I doubt I, that. I commuted. I didn't live on campus or anything. Uh just went, tried to power my way through it. Uh had absolutely no purpose, no direction. Stumbled my way through an English degree, made it out alive. And that's essentially it. I mean, yeah, I was a, I did not ha- did not have an um, an incredible time. It was perfectly fine. You know, it was just like I know I need to get through this so I have some kind of safety net for when I make the horrifying attempt at entertainment. And uh, so, you know, when this all falls apart, I guess I can go back to copywriting or something. Not that copywriting's bad, but that's just not what I want to do. I was a, I was a copywriter before I got into... Were you, were you copywriting? You were? Yeah. yeah I, I was doing uh, SEO copywriting, which is maybe the most maddening form of copywriting you can possibly do because it means you have to fill paragraphs with keywords. Oh my, oh my. So people will search for them on the internet. What sort of copywriting were you doing? I was doing life science copywriting. Oh, so that kind of made use of your degree then. It 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 did cuz I I did that like thing where I'd be like I I want to use my degree and and be creative at the same time and I was like this <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> um so for like my first six to like seven years in Chicago, I was working at like a, at two different life science ad agencies. Can you believe there's more than one? Uh, Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to even conceptualize what you're advertising. Yes. So it's business to business. So it was, it was only like, you know, writing ads for industry uh, labs. So like if a hot new PCR machine, (laughs) What's coming oh, out? Oh yeah, and you know and, there, that copywriting has happened now. <laughs> then uh, I would have my boss be like, "All right, guys, let's make this sexy," and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not happening, <laughs> not happening." So it's kind, of, it was kind of like the sort of copywriting that would probably be seen at like medical trade shows, one hundred percent, doctors' offices. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. that sort of stuff catches my eye when I'm sitting there waiting to get 
you know, the dermatologist or whatever. You've probably seen my work. <laughs> I'm very familiar. <laughs> Your fingerprints are all over the copywriting space in life sciences. I, I mean, I don't want to brag, but it <laughs> definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> you left your mark. <laughs> so you're uh, telling me that college was not the best four years of your life. No, I'm still looking for like these best years of my life. Me when are they going to happen to me? Me too. <laughs> like when, 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 when? I, I, I don't trust people who say that college was the best four years of their life. No I, don't I don't trust it at all. That's just people who I think just are really get sucked up in, uh, into nostalgia. They just are total nostalgia suckers. Because, I mean, high school, people saying, what are you talking about? Those are the best three years of your life. No, no, and then no, it was no. downhill. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Nostalgia you, sucks. Future it's only. A trap. You know? Nostalgia is <laughs> an absolute trap. It's a trap. You know, you can occasionally glance back, but. Everything's kind of always a low grade. Well, it's not low grade misery, but things are always just kind of fine. I think you're saying memories are terrible is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just looking for four <laughs> golden years that are just objectively perfect. I'm having the time of my life. Yep. And maybe they'll come. I'm, I'm guessing maybe like. I'm thinking for me, 58 to, no, I'm going to say 56 to 60 are going to be my four best years of my life. Okay. I like those numbers a lot. (laughs) I really do. Cause it's like, uh, by then I hope we have figured what we're doing out. Oh my God. I really hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a steady ship. Yeah. And everyone that I know that is that age, no tons of people, um, are really just like in that reti- like I want that retire like when I retire I want to retire, so I would say the I would say like sixty to sixty four. That feels good. And I you want still have your health. A, yeah, and I want a t- a tiny house. Just easy maintenance is yeah. not a problem. Don't want to go upstairs. It's not flooding. Not flooding. Totally dry. <laughs> a completely dry, mold-free home. An ensuite bathroom that you can stand to be in for more than two minutes. And there's like a soup farm nearby. And it's <laughs> just because by irrigation then we'll have... ditches full of soup. Exactly. By then we'll have figured it out. <laughs> I love it. I think that we both that's attainable for both of us. I think so, too. I mean, I think let's just mark the day. Okay. Uh, it, we'll mark our words. We'll mark everything we need to right now. For me, 56 to 60. Okay. That'll bleed into your 60 to 64. We'll just make it overlap. Yeah, it'll be a nice overlap of eight years. And uh, and then who knows what'll happen after that, but at least we'll have those years. <laughs> okay, it's time to play a game. <laughs> I want to play, let's see, let's play the game Gift Master. Uh, I need a number between one and 10 from you. Nine. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. Uh, when I return, I'm going to be gone for a minute, so you can promote, you can recommend, you can do whatever you want. You have the mic. I'll be right back. Um, I guess at this time right now, I would love to talk about my favorite show, Alone. Um, if anyone has seen it out there, uh, I would love to talk to any Alone heads. It's a survivalist 
reality TV show where people are dropped in the middle of the woods with 10 tools only. Um, I like to watch it because there's a lot of mental breakdowns later on in this later episodes, which makes me feel better about how I'm feeling right now in this time. So if anybody has any thoughts on the most recent season of Alone, um, please reach out to me. Uh, you can find me at Hank Tina. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to talk to you about the possibility of survivalist skills. If you could teach me some, I'd love to trap. Um, that's something that I'm very interested in. Yeah. Enough about alone. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I actually do want to watch that show. Someone recently recommended it to me, and it sounds fascinating. I it's all I can watch right now. It sounds calming and stress-inducing. Yep, 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 yep. Now we found it. We found your benign uh, masochism. Oh yeah. Maybe this is what it is for you. Just the thought of someone else being by themselves. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, and also, of course, we already mentioned it, but you're going to be on How I Met Your Father. Oh, right. And find her, you know, on various social media platforms. She's very funny all over the internet. Okay, time to play the game. Okay. This is how the game works. I'm going to name three gifts, three potential things you can give away. Um, and then I'm going to name three celebrities. And you're going to tell me which gift you're going to give which celebrity <laughs> oh and why. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Today's <sighs> gifts... Are number one. This is a uh, less conventional. The gift is the middle name Michelle. So you'll be giving the person the middle name Michelle. Uh, number two is a decent ACT score. So we're not talking thir thirty or above. We're saying probably twenty-five to twenty-nine. Okay. Um, and finally, the voice <laughs> of an angel. So that's a nice gift to get. Okay. And you're going to be giving them two. Okay, first up is Ted Allen. Do you know who that is? He's the host of Chopped. Yes. We all know him, but his name is less known. Yep, yep. Number two, the teenage witch herself, Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> and number three, kind of a, oh, kind of grizzled uh, actor, Viggo Mortensen. Okay. You're familiar? Yes, very familiar. Hidalgo. Uh, also, uh, that's probably his least famous role. <laughs> Why am I calling him? <laughs> he, was... <laughs> he was in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the I'm Rings. Going... Ar Aragon. Is that Aragon, right? of course, yes. Wow, I pulled that out of my ass. Or is it Aragorn? Uh, now I'm wondering. Now. It might All be... of our credibility is just leaking out the... Fantasy community is going to shun us. They will. And I've seen all of those. And I've played the video games. Let's say Mr. A. Okay, Mr. A. Okay, what are you going to be giving it to who? Right why? off the bat, I would like to give Melissa Joan Hart the middle name Michelle. Because okay. I, I like the idea of her name growing in length. <laughs> Just exponential. Exponentially as a celebrity. And <laughs> it would be Melissa Michelle Joan Hart because you have to have the alliteration. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to do it. So she would, I, I just, I just hope that from now on, she just adds a new kind of whatever name <laughs> as a middle name. Melissa Michelle Joan Hart. Melissa and then it becomes Michelle Melissa Michelle Joan 
Jean Hart. Yes. Melissa Michelle Joan Jean uh, Heather Hart. <laughs> <laughs> this could go on for days. I love it. this. This is the new picnic game. <laughs> yes. You start with that core uh, Melissa Joan Hart and then like nine hours later on, on a road trip, you've got like a thousand word name starting and ending with Melissa and Hart. I think we just came up with something brilliant. I think people are going to love that game. <laughs> that is, that'll probably lead to the end of the world or something by some bizarre circumstance, but I love it. I hope so. Melissa I hope so. Michelle Joan Hart. Sounds like a mistake. Melissa Michelle. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like the parents in in the hospital panicked and we're like <laughs> and we're like what's the baby's name and I, yeah, I don't know how i don't know what happens in the hospital when babies are i don't know when the names but like right after when everything's crazy and the mom is just like melissa michelle joan Hart. <laughs> i love it that's a perfect play of that to gift <laughs> um okay the ACT score, the middling ACT score. A decent. A decent. Let's middling, call it sorry. Decent. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I think that's, middling is probably is, is, 18 to 24. That's, yes. Okay. No a offense to anyone who got an 18 to 24, but it is, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tests are, you know. Testing is, uh, uh, it has issues. There are issues. books about how problematic they are. <laughs> Read yes, those. It's, Testing is not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. Um, I would love to give the the ACT score to uh, Vigo Mortensen. Oh. Um, just because he seems to me pretty average. And <laughs> Vigo, I hate that you're listening right now. This you should have skipped this episode. Vigo, I'm really sorry I said that about you, but I I don't know your work that well. And and honestly, I'm not thinking about it often. And I mean, Bridger named Hidalgo as <laughs> your like, masterpiece. That's not, that, don't blame Vigo for my mistake. So, and I could see Vigo kind of like, you know, not taking all the test prep courses that were needed. <laughs> Right. To get a higher score. You know, I, I think it was more like I could see him just like rolling up. I know I know so much about Vigo rolling up just like from a night of partying, going into the classroom <laughs> with like a broken number two and just half the answers <laughs> weren't even valid because he couldn't scratch in the circles well enough. So oh my God. you've just come for Vigo Martinson in a huge way. <laughs> Oh, well, I set him up with the Hidalgo thing and you just did. made him a target for you. I, I'm sorry, but I think gifting him the, what is it, 20, 20, 20 to 26 to 28, 20 to 28? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say 25 to 28, because I feel like 29 and above feels like a good ACT score, right? Yeah. That's like a remarkable. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, he can have that. Um, and then Ted Allen, I would love to give the voice of an angel. Because I think he needs some more defining characteristics. Yeah, he needs something that makes him stand out a little more other than the glasses, which yeah, probably time for a new frame. I think a new look. I, I do enjoy him on Chopped. 
He's and very when good. You, when you say voice of an angel, I do think singing. Is oh, that of course. Co- okay. So I, I would love for him to be on Chopped and to turn it musical. So Chopped the musical <laughs> starring Ted Allen. <laughs> kind of like a mid-episode break where he just brings, uh, you know, uh, just wails. Absolutely goes for it. <laughs> it would be amazing. I would love that. I would love that too. Just singing like a choir boy. I would. I, I think we would all support him in doing that. <laughs> Ted, think it over. Ted. Chopped, you know, we all love Chopped, but the formula is getting a little stale. It is. Baskets, weird foods. I mean... Why not bring in some singing? Some singing. And make everyone sing their dish. <laughs> I thought, I mean, you played that excellently. And bravo. I really think that the, the Michelle to Melissa Joan Hart was kind of a left turn I didn't expect, and it worked oh, perfectly. I'm so glad. Thank you for those amazing setups. I haven't thought about Vigo Mortensen in such a long time. We're bringing him back. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm using this to bring things into the public consciousness. Uh, we've got Tom Yum Soup. We've got Vigo Mortensen. What will I popularize next? I'm excited. Anyone's guess. Okay, it's time for the final segment of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. Now, people are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They've been doing it for years. I now have 70 pages of emails. To be totally honest, I'm probably going to have to delete a bunch of these because it's an avalanche and I need to clear it out. People send in some new emails. It's. If you didn't get an answer last time, maybe email it again. It's luck of the draw. Will you help me answer a question or two? Of course. I would love to. Okay. Number one, let's get up. Let's just get into this. It says, Dear Bridger and insightful guest, which is a nice compliment to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I am writing about a future present concern. Now, I'm immediately confused. Is the word present here uh, temporal Mm. or uh, gift? I'm assuming gift because of the podcast. but. Just uh, Annie, let's see, the person's named Annie. In the future, maybe say gift, because when you put present next to future, that confuses everyone. Yeah. I am writing about a future present concern, my husband's birthday in July, because the anxiety is year-round. My husband's love language is presents, and gifts were never a big thing for me growing up. He says, it doesn't need to be anything expensive, just something that shows that you care and have been listening. What does this even mean? We had agreed to, go, to always go on a trip for our birthdays. They're 10 days apart, but COVID makes this hard. So now I've got to figure out what the perfect thoughtful gift is. I know that I can never go wrong with Lego sets, but my house has no more room for Lego. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> look, what, you live in a Lego yes. store, none of my business. Background information. He loves to travel, flying. He's a private pilot. Oh. Harry Potter. Nostalgia for the 90s. Oh, no, we've oh, no, we already, been a little mm, clear about nostalgia in this okay. episode. And trying new things. Any ideas? Thank you. And that, of course, is from Annie. Tian, I'm just going to say this right off the top here. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a deep excuse about this traveling thing. Her husband is a private pilot. Yeah. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. They, they, you should be flying nonstop, nonstop if, if he's a private pilot. The ultimate luxury. That seems like a dream. 
So what, where's the disconnect happening? It seems like she's looking for an excuse to buy more Legos. Yeah. I I also do love that his love language is a thoughtful gift that shows you care. And she's asking a complete stranger. So that's, (laughs) I think that's huge. I feel like Annie is on her way out. (laughs) I... I mean, she's got excuses galore. Excuses galore. She's writing into a podcast. For a thoughtful gift. Two people, yeah, for a thoughtful gift, uh, soliciting advice from two strangers. Um, co- the birthday's in July, and look, look, knock on wood, COVID, we're, it's January. By July, if COVID is still as big of a concern as it is now, I am going to blow up Earth. Yes. Um, so, and I'll look, help. <laughs> we're going to become a pair of super villains <laughs> and just destroy a clean slate for the planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like Annie, you've got all of these things and you're just, you, you're talking about Legos. Yeah. Annie, I feel it's, it's chaotic. So I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe do get like, don't get a Lego set, but just get a smattering of Legos that have no set at all (laughs) just various colored just very various colored blocks with no planned (laughs) final form i think and allow him to be a little more creative with it yeah i um i think that absolutely works and it kind of uh speaks to her obsession with legos her kind of it's all she's ever thinking about um (laughs) and it, it could you know They've been around. They were around in the 90s. So that speaks to the nostalgia yep. aspect. Um, and then the, we've solved the flying situation. Tell him to fly you somewhere. He's, he loves to fly. He's a private pilot. You want to go on a trip. He wants to go on a trip. You fly to Los Angeles, California to go to the Harry Potter land or whatever the hell it's called. Done. Uh, and then you spring, you know, you open... Let me just paint this picture. You open the hotel room. You, you know, guide him in. He's got a blindfold on. You take off the blindfold. The bed is scattered with Legos, <laughs> kind of like rosebuds, you know, or rosebuds. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I don't see. Hopefully there won't be any complaints from Annie because I won't be hearing them. We did a perfect job. <laughs> We're going to do one more. We have to do one more. It's I would love to do one more. Community service. Uh, hello, Bridger and guest. This person wasn't as complimentary to you, and I apologize. That's fine. My wife is amazing. She works very hard for a nonprofit that does actual good in the world, loves hiking and gardening. Our anniversary and her birthday are coming up, and I need help with ideas of what to get her for either. She's hard to shop for because we're both people who just buy what we want or need when we feel like it. Any help? Thanks. Nick. Okay, Nick. Okay, Nick. <laughs> You're... Come on here to brag about your wife doing good in the world. I know. Uh, While I'm answering a second email, (laughs) like I'm not doing any good in the world. It's just hurtful when you send, you know, I I can't help but feel like I'm being compared to your wife right now, Nick. Yeah, it's like there's no hierarchy of good, Nick. (laughs) Thank you. We are doing just as good. (laughs) If not better. If not better. Than your wife. Your wife's, uh, for all I know, uh, a criminal behind the scenes. 
I mean, she might be working for one of these phony charities. Yeah, like non-profit. What does it even mean anymore these days? It's a catch-all. Yeah. She's probably taking in a seven-figure salary. And (laughs) I hate to hear any of this, but we're going to try to give you some advice. Yep. We know she loves hiking and gardening. That's And she buys everything that she needs and wants with her, you know, millions. Non-profit millionaire money. (laughs) She's not paying taxes. (laughs) <laughs> she's running an absolute scam i can feel it <laughs> an anniversary and oh i know and that creates they, another issue people stop marrying near other events okay right. just like you know when your birthday is just like spread stuff out give it at least four months yes either spread stuff out or do it close enough so that they can be one gift the the straddling middling side of things where you like can try to get two gifts close to each other is rude it sucks it makes it, sucks. it creates the your loved one it creates a situation for your loved ones where they end up compromising on both gifts yeah it's a gift vacuum yeah <laughs> especially when you're already buying up everything you already need it's you're creating just this game that old nick has to play we don't even know what job he does obviously not a very he's not doing any good for the world so he's just living in shame and guilt all the time hiking hiking gardening, gardening. Anniversary, birthday. Okay. Okay. Zeroing in. I'm thinking maybe you buy some sort of tree. Take her on a hike. Love that. Yeah, look, you're, this is going to be strenuous. Yeah. You uh, are going to be dragging a tree up into the wilderness mm-hmm. with shovels <laughs> and burying it as your special anniversary tree. I love that. And make sure it's an invasive species so that... <laughs> that can, it can really absolutely <laughs> disrupt the ecosystem. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful idea, right? Maybe plant some mint uh, and just watch as it destroys your local forest. Why? Why not? Just like and say something like this: "Our love is growing <laughs> all over the world." <laughs> I think that's a perfect idea. Do you have any other thoughts? I mean, I I love that. It's a, I mean, it's an excellent, perfect idea from a genius. I think from a, okay, I, sorry, I said invasive species. I'm a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, uh, I could, you know, I look great in bangs, so I've got a decent hang on things at this point. Yeah. Nick, I think you have your answer. I mean... And then maybe just ignore her on her birthday. That'll, I'm sure she'll be happy to, for that to happen. I, I actually, I love that. Make the anniversary gift, the hiking, planting, invasive species, mint, ecosystem destruction. And then, yeah, ignore. I love ignoring the birthday. Full and ignore. And then be like, if she's like, oh my God, why aren't you talking to me? Why are you ignoring me? And then you can be like, "You well, you always get what you want. So... <laughs> <laughs> And you can be like, don't you remember what I did on our anniversary? It's like, you don't care about what I do for this marriage. Yes, there is. And then suddenly, you know, she's always got this upper hand with the nonprofit. Suddenly the scales have shifted a little bit in Nick's favor. Um, And I think that brings a nice balance to the marriage. I think so too. Which is is no longer happening in their local ecosystem. (laughs) Perfect. We answered two questions and I'm so proud of us. I think we did an excellent job. I think we did a great job. Dan, you've given me a whole new look 
this is a, I mean, this is a, I think a first for this podcast where my, I'm up going to undergo a transformation, physical transformation. It's t- 2022. And Bridgers and Bangs. Bridgers and Bangs. Bridgers and Bangs <laughs> sounds like a, a beautiful, like, uh, period piece <laughs> Netflix <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll begin developing tomorrow. Okay, good. Thank you so much. I've had such a wonderful time with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm. Oh my god. I mean, I'm a fan of the podcast and have listened to friends who have been on it and oh. have always wanted to. So I'm truly honored to. I have had the time of my life, and I come away with a beautiful gift. You look stunning. <laughs> Thank you, um, listener. This is now the end of the podcast, and I can't remember what we talked about at the beginning. Uh, I'm not going to try to, you know, I'm not relitigating the intro of the podcast. We're not getting back into that. Probably some painful memories for you. So I want you to now move forward. We've talked about nostalgia. We're not looking back. We're looking forward. The future is in front of you. Take that first step by turning off the podcast and doing, you know, maybe some nonprofit work. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 